0: Welcome listeners. You are in for a treat today. Eek! I love this girl's energy. She has a huge heart. She and her brother have turned a dying business and industry into a multi-million dollar flourishing company. With a little revamping, some product expansion, creativity, and a whole lot of love, She's embraced a community approach and is inspiring confidence in many girls and women throughout the world. She isn't one to give up. Let's hear what Kira Kessler, the co-founder and CEO of and Rags, has to say about her journey. You're not going to want to miss it. super excited to have kira kessler here with us today and she has a really fun exciting story uh and it has really grown over the past few years so i'm excited for her to tell you about it and i will not steal her thunder so we're just gonna dive in and um get to it but welcome kira thank you so much for having me brooke i'm really excited to be here Yay, okay, so give us the goods. How did you become a founder? So it's an interesting story.
1: I actually um, started Rock and Rags, which is my um, family's company, when I was 17 years old. Um, I was a senior in high school, and I always grew up um, going to my dad's record store. So he owned a record store called CD City for over 20 years, um, and he started it in the age where that was the cool place to hang out. My parents actually met at a record store, and so I've kind of always had those oh, that's music interests within me. Yeah. And so um, I grew up working there and watching my dad form these amazing relationships with customers but come 2000 or the 21st century, um, people pretty much ceased buying music altogether um, if it wasn't online. So CDs and records became obsolete and that's a really scary thing when that's your family's sole source of income. Um, So I knew we had to do something. I've always been a problem solver and it was really hard for me to watch my dad who struggled with depression sit in the store and wait for someone to walk through those doors all day long um, for God knows how long. And so I recommended that we start bringing in some clothing. And so at the time we brought in, I don't know if you remember, junk food teas, the Little Miss Sunshine and Dr. Pepper, etc. cetera, um, started to gain some traction. And we thought, okay, we might have something here. Um, and then this new app called Instagram had come out recently. And so I decided to just start an Instagram. <laughs> you know, a tiny little app. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's called Instagram. <laughs> but back then- I mean, I'm right, right. brand new. <laughs> Um, so I just started taking pictures of my friends in the clothes and I knew that people would recognize them, which in turn would give us a little bit of validation as a brand, even though they had never heard of us. And from there it really started spreading. Um, everyone in our community knew someone or someone who knew someone who had modeled for rock and rags, Instagram, um, and it started growing. And so eventually we took the leap of faith. We closed down CD city and we opened rock and rags. Um, a few blocks over. Um, And from there, it's really been a a wild journey. So we started with just one store. Um, We then opened an online store. And then actually this summer, we're going to be opening our second location in downtown Chicago. So it's been quite the journey over the past 10 years now.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. So i love the name i think the name is super fun and super cool and very relatable i love it uh do you still sell the like junk food t-shirts or do you sell like i'm a huge huge fan uh people see me in these quite often i wear like 80 rock band t-shirts all the time and i'll dress them up or whatnot do you sell those
1: Yes, we love band tees. We've been carrying them back since the CD City days and we still carry them now, which is kind of one way that we stick to our roots. We don't have the junk food tees anymore, although I would be willing to bring them back. You know, early 2000s, Y2K is actually a big thing that's trending right now, so I could see them doing really well. But we still have the band tees and we actually still have a small record section in the back of our current store um, because it's ultimately labor of love and it all started around this love and passion for music and so we try to keep that going as much as we can and even as we've moved on to online we actually name all of our products after songs which not a lot of people know just from shopping on the site but everything is named after
0: a song oh that's fun That's super cool. I love the thought that you put into that. You know, I have to be honest, uh, my daughter is 11 and she asked for a record player for Christmas and she got one obviously, but uh, she wanted it like the whole year, like she was begging for it. So maybe records are coming back. You can't, they're not that easily found at least with up current music, shall we say? Uh, so maybe there's, maybe that'll circle back around too. I mean, I know there's record players available, but for an 11, 12 year old, it's not a common request.
1: <laughs> you know, I, think she doesn't even have a reality. CD player, right? right well most people and kids those age don't even know what a cd or cd player is which is so wild to me because it used to be the entire way that my family supported themselves but i think everything really comes back around in time whether it's records or clothing trends etc we see a lot of of cycles of things coming full circle and so it doesn't surprise me that records are back and i think especially in this increasingly digital age people really crave and yearn for something that they can touch that's that's real as opposed to just having it on a screen and so i think that that's part of the appeal of of records is it's something that a lot of these kids didn't grow up with it was only digital music and so being able to actually hold it in your hand and put the needle on and play it yourself is something really special
0: yeah yeah uh her only complaint was that she couldn't like move on to the next song unless she physically has <laughs> to go. like if she was laying down right she can fast forward i'm like yeah right but anybody can buy your your clothes and uh your products but what is your primary primary target audience
1: so Our primary target audience is anywhere from 15 to 25. So mainly high school and college girls, although we've seen that grow over the years in both directions. And so um, we definitely have younger girls in middle school and even younger than that, that come in and want to shop with us. So um, we've answered that Mm -hmm. by starting to make a larger variety of sizes and our best sellers. So we'll go down to double extra small all the way to triple extra large. Um, and then in the other direction, as I've grown, you know, as I mentioned, I started at 17. I'm now 27. So our customer is also growing up. And I feel like our community, we've kind of grown up together. And so we're figuring out, okay, how do we continue to be able to be that place to come to for people? As they grow into their upper 20s, 30s, et cetera, and start getting more into their career development and professionalism, how can we continue to provide that really cute, elevated clothing assortment to them while still staying our fun, authentic rock and rag selves?
0: That's cool, though, that you're already thinking about that as uh, you transition over. What's the biggest contributing factor that has been key to your success?
1: Um, I think it's twofold. I think there's all the stuff behind the scenes, and then there's that moment that really sent us over the edge. And so, behind the scenes, I think it's it's the years of work that no one really saw before anything actually took off. You know, so the nights in my dorm room at college posting Instagram posts, or posting from my bathroom breaks at my full time job in in New York after college, um, et cetera, and all those little little things that really add up in time to move the needle. But I think that breakthrough point that really changed everything for us was in the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic. um, I'll never forget it. I had been trying all of 2019 just to get us to 10K followers on Instagram and I couldn't do it. The January 1st hit, we still weren't at 10K. I'm like, well, I'm a failure, whatever. No, of course not. But I was discouraged because I had been posting for Seven years at that point, 3,500 Instagram posts and hadn't really seen anything um, make us pop off. And then that was when TikTok came along. And so in the late 2019, my brother had heard something um, online that said getting on TikTok now is like investing in Apple in the 80s. And who of us would not want to have invested in Apple in the 80s, right? And so we're like, okay, we got to try it. Um, So we started off on TikTok posting anywhere from three to four videos a day, just really trying anything and everything, testing and seeing what worked. And to be honest, for the first 50 or so videos, nothing really worked. But um, eventually we had our first video go viral. And at the time, the website was not ready. It was still just a locked website where you could leave your email to be notified when it launched. But this video went viral, got millions of views, and suddenly everything changed. I mean, our email list that we had built of 5,000 people over seven years was suddenly 50,000, like virtually overnight. Our Instagram, which I had just been dying to get us yeah. to 10K, was suddenly. 10K, 15K, 20K, 30, etc. with thousands of messages coming in from up-and-coming TikTok influencers wanting to collaborate. And it really carried across every single channel to the point that when the website launched, we had six units of each piece that we had put up on the site, three smalls, two mediums, one large. And everything basically sold oh out the first day because we had such such low investment to start such low quantities that we were like wow, we're really on to something. And that was kind of a wake up call that that it was gonna be bigger than we ever could have anticipated. Um, Because we didn't know, I mean, it's funny, my brother and I, who is my co-CEO, he actually put together a pitch deck to my dad, who's the original president, of why we should be allowed to launch an online store. Because he was so adverse to change and okay with having one store that we had to convince (laughs) him that going online was a good idea. (laughs)
0: because you had your storefront that's how you were able to fulfill the orders and have the inventory when you had your videos go viral
1: yes yes so it started with a video of us showing the storefront it had some catchy sound and kind of gave that fear of missing out mentality like if you haven't shopped at rock and rags yet this year essentially you're missing out but no one had heard of Rock and Rags. We just had one store in a small suburb on the North Shore of Chicago. And so when you reach, get a viral reach that's hitting people at first all over the country and then literally all over the world, of course, everyone's intrigued. They're like, what is this, this new store, you know? And so uh, that really moved the needle for us. But we were fortunate. We have the store itself to be able to film in. And that's a trend that we've seen continue is that showing the store, showing the people behind the brand often causes videos to perform better versus recording in front of a white wall or um just a pretty background you know people like to see the realness of your business
0: social media has really been a life changing resource for you and your company i think a lot of times people run out of content i hear this a lot and i read it a lot from um oh what do you call them influencers like it's no joke trying to come up with content on a daily basis right and do you if for somebody starting out it can be i don't know i think you can get in your head and it's overwhelming and you're just trying to like oh should i post this should i post this and i i i myself i say just do it right like if it's good it's good if it's not it's not like You'll eventually, if you just keep doing something, it'll eventually get sorted and you'll get better. But how do you maintain content and motivation and inspiration in your posts?
1: I think for any business, it's a challenge, right? Especially with the constantly expanding social networks that are out there. So 10 years ago, it was just Instagram and I had to come up with one post a day. Now Instagram in and of itself is the feed, the stories, the reels, and then add on top of that TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, etc. You name it. It's a lot of content to to come up with. So a couple strategies we've used is repurposing content across different platforms. Um, no, that doesn't mean just like posting a video to, pick, to TikTok and then posting the same exact thing across every social network. Um, we try to optimize it for that social network, such as using their text to add keywords on the text overlay because all of these social networks are ultimately just search engines that are crawling your content for words to show it to the relevant people Um, or adopting the dimensions, right? You don't wanna be posting a square video on TikTok that's a full screen app. And so that's one way that we've kind of made our content go further is by repurposing it. Um, But two is just not being afraid to test and try new things. I've always been a perfectionist to a degree and had very very protective over the brand. But I think in recent years, I've kind of had to force myself to loosen up a little and be okay with not everything looking like a $10,000 produced video when it never has been and it probably never will be, right? It's just (laughs) us um, being real. And so I think it's interesting more and more, we're seeing that that imperfection and that authentic content is actually what is going viral as opposed to a perfectly manicured video coming from a brand. Like, people want to see the real deal, they want you to be authentic and vulnerable. And um, it's a lot easier to create content like that as opposed to just trying to be perfect all of the time. And so we dip our toes in a lot of different areas in terms of content. um, I think a great place to start for someone that is looking to grow their social media is coming up with content buckets of what you think would be attractive to your audience. And so maybe it's Humor, Maybe it's inspiring quotes for us, like clothing inspo, close-ups, style hacks, etc. But if you come up with these buckets, say 10 buckets, then you only need three things in each bucket to fill a feed for a month with one post a day, right? And so you can kind of work backwards, but always keeping at the center of your strategy is what is going to either entertain, inform or inspire my audience? Because you don't want them to watch your videos or content and feel like, why did I waste my time on this, right? You wanna be adding value for Mm -hmm. the user. And so one rule of thumb that I always like to use before I post something is, would you wanna hang out with you after watching this content?
0: Ah, yeah, that's a great question to ask yourself. That's a really good question to ask yourself huh now do you so instagram for example do you need to post a feed a post it's just a post on the feed right or it can be a video or whatever and a reel Mm -hmm. i don't feel like stories are daily i feel like those are the ones the circles of at the top right correct yes are those the yeah so do you need to post only once a day or do you need to post more than once a day i was somewhere i read where to if you're launching a new brand you need to post a reel every single day for at least 30 days on top of a post daily is that legit It's
1: constantly changing the best practices, recommendations, and the algorithms that these best practices are based off of. And so that's what makes it challenging, right, is that these programs are constantly evolving. And so for me, I like to post at least one feed post a day, and that can be either a static or carousel image post or an Instagram Reels. I do see many accounts posting more frequently than that. Um, I think of those as your kind of well more well-manicured content that's going on the feed, it's living forever, um, and you'll be fine with people seeing that. Whereas stories um, is more in the moment, and I think of that as a way to really connect with your audience and your followers, um, because generally stories are shown primarily to people that already follow you. And so that's where you can ask questions of your community. You can show behind the scenes of what's going on in the office that day, um, get people's opinions by using polls and some of these other features. Um, So for us, we do post one feed post a day and usually three to six stories. Um, But again, the recommendations are always changing. So what I've heard most recently is that they want no more than six stories um, because that could come off as spammy um, and that you can post them once a day. And then um, that reels are going to be your biggest, biggest opportunity for growth because they're pushing out reels to new people versus with static images. They're really showing those more to your internal network. And then with hashtags, Mm. it used to be, use 30 hashtags like get as much as you can and now they're saying no use two to three specific hashtags that would be relevant to your audience but also consider keywords um because again it's a search engine so it's constantly changing but those are the best practices that i've been utilizing lately um and it will continue to change. But one thing that I like to do is follow accounts from Instagram, such as Moseri and Creators. Um, those are both accounts where they will give Instagram users tips from inside the Instagram world of new features that they're rolling out, um, new best practices, etc., so that you can kind of always stay at the forefront of what's fresh and what's new on Instagram
0: yeah can you just repeat those accounts again for our audience yes it's moseri
1: i believe it's m-o-s-s-e-r-i um but this is um, I forget his title. He work. He's very high up at Instagram, and he's basically in charge of what features they prioritize ah. and communicating those features out to the world and rolling them out. And so he'll let you know, hey, here's what's new on Instagram this week. Here's a reminder to turn on two factor authentication so you don't get hacked. Um, here's these new reels editing ah. tools, etc. So kind of teaches you what's new. And then same with at creators. Um, this is an Mm -hmm. account specifically for creators on Instagram to teach them best practices to use in order to grow their account.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Do you find that people from TikTok cross over and then follow you on Instagram after they've seen you?
1: Absolutely. I think that is the biggest way that we grew on Instagram, which is ironic, is I don't think that it was Instagram itself. It was people discovering us on TikTok and then wanting to see more and finding us on Instagram because we really saw a huge correlation between when our videos go viral on TikTok and then those followers coming over to Instagram. So... Absolutely. I think there's a big correlation and it may sound counterproductive, but in order to grow your Instagram, increase your reach on TikTok and the two will go hand in hand.
0: So what would you say your favorite part of being a founder is?
1: I think that my favorite part is getting to see the impact that Rock and Rags has made on our customers and our community. Um, I think it can sound silly, right? We sell clothing, um, we're not saving lives here, but actually, when somebody finds an outfit or has a good relationship with somebody in a store that can actually make them feel good about themselves in their own skin as they are, instead of kind of how the fashion industry used to be, of constantly making you want to be this model, this cover girl that I'm never going to look like, right? So making people understand that they're amazing as they are and sure cute clothes can emphasize that but helping people discover their confidence and being able to see them go on to conquer different aspects of their life after taking a trip in to find an outfit that makes them feel good that is by far my favorite part of of what we do and I've had so many stories over the years of individuals who I know like their lives have been changed just by having this one positive shopping experience whether it's that they never knew how to find the right clothes for them and never got the support they needed or some people when you go and try on clothes it can be an automatic mental breakdown in the dressing rooms like it's so depressing it's hard to find the right thing you know and having someone that can guide you through the process and make it something really positive hype you up along the way It really can make a difference in people's lives. And we've had customers come back years later and say, you know, like, the moment that things changed for me was when I came in here, got this outfit, and then was able to go and do what I really dreamed of doing. And and thank you for that. And for me, that's what it's all about. It's not about... Like the product that you sell, although we sell amazing clothes, don't get me wrong. It's about the way that you make people feel, and I think that's why people do choose to shop with us as opposed to an Aritzia or an Urban Outfitters, et cetera, because we genuinely care about every single person that walks through that door, sends us a DM, or or places an order online, and trying to make their lives just a little bit better.
0: Right didn't you tell me too that everything is under a hundred dollars is that correct For the most
1: part, with the exception of a few somewhere um, on there. brands, there's some brands that price things themselves that are exclusive brands, so those will be a little bit over 100 but 90% at least of our merchandise is under $100, and much of it is a lot less than that. So our best-selling items are, um, we have our tanks, our Spill the Tea tanks, which are $28, um, and then our best-selling skirt with built-in shorts is the Sunshine Daydreams skirt, named after Grateful Dad's Sunshine Daydream, um, those are $42. And those two are like our bread and butter items that everybody loves. So you could see the price range. Um, but I wanted it to be attainable because for me as a high school girl with a dad, with a record store, when no one's buying music... I couldn't afford to buy the three hundred dollar dresses that my friends were buying, or the two hundred dollar jeans. I remember we had the my parents and I had the biggest fight over True Religion jeans, me wanting a pair back in the day. <laughs> um, and but, I, it, it took a hit on my confidence that I couldn't dress like everybody else did. Uh, and then I realized you shouldn't have to spend hundreds of dollars just to find an outfit that makes you feel good about yourself. And so that's one of our, our goals right. is to be able to provide this really trendy, unique fashion, but at a price point that's not going to make you go broke, that you can actually feel good about spending.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So your parents must be super proud. I'm very fortunate.
1: I mean, they are really proud of both myself and my brother. Um, So my brother built out the online store while I do the marketing, buying, kind of customer facing creative side. And so they are very proud. But I think so much of David and I's work ethic came from seeing them. I mean, seeing my dad work seven days a week for 20 years, um, never take a sick day at the CD store and do it all by himself. Um, it was really inspiring to us and I think showed us how how we want to be as both um, leaders in our career and as parents, right? And they were so supportive along the way, even though it was scary and I kind of had to push my dad to take those leaps of faith. Um, it was all worth it in the end and now yeah they they
0: couldn't be happier that's awesome so what's it like working with your brother as a um as a co-founder
1: i think overall it's been an amazing experience um he we kind of even each other out so i'm very outgoing, excited, creative, like always thinking of the next next thing and David is very level-headed, rational, Calm, etc., and so we balance each other out very well in that way. But also in terms of our skill set, and so I wouldn't have known the first thing about coding and building a website from scratch, or God forbid, having to do our taxes <laughs> or manage our payroll, the finance <laughs> side of it. Um, and so David has been able to take lead on some of those areas that I don't excel in, and then really also gives me the freedom to be able to make these creative decisions um and and speak to the world and to our customers and community um through social media as well as um in real life
0: yeah so what is a typical day for you or is that such a thing
1: i'd say no two days are are the same um <laughs> right now <laughs> right as As a small business that's putting out some significant revenue, uh, both David and I and really everyone on our team wears many hats. You know, we always say that, like, yes, you have a job description, but you're not limited to that job description. We're all one team and we all help out as needed. And so for me. Um, I'm managing all of our social media um, and so I'll meet with our graphic design team, some of our interns and brief them on whatever events we have coming up for the week, Um, help to get together a marketing calendar throughout the course of the month and um, inform the rest of the team on that. Um, I'm also in charge of all of our buying and so making sure that we are on top of inventory and that we're not sold out of any items that are best sellers are making a huge portion of our sales um, I also manage most of our interns, we have a PR team, graphic design, social media. And so we're constantly talking throughout the week, um, as well as helping to manage our in-store team um, and what that looks like in terms of visual merchandising um, in-store. So as you can see, that was all very unorganized the way that I said that. (laughs) I feel like that's basically how the course of my my weeks go is starting off to making a huge to do list of everything that I have to do. learning over time that I will never be able to check everything off my to-do list and trying to accept that, Um, but prioritizing things that are either timely or are going to directly impact sales. And so I'd say no two days are the same. Some days we are running out on photo shoots and creating content for um, for the Instagram. Some days we're going to a buying show processing incoming inventory, sometimes we're merchandising the store, Um, sometimes I'm going into the store and seeing that the bathroom is gross and literally cleaning it myself because no job (laughs) is too big or too small. Um, And I think it's important to lead by example in that way that no one is is too high up to do anything. So yes, I have scrubbed the toilet when I needed to, and then I do all the CEO things too. So I think life's about balance.
0: I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one that makes um, a big list and I bite off more than I can do, at least on my list, and I don't get it all done. I'm like, uh, when I make these lists, I must think I'm, I don't know, she-woman or something, (laughs) because I can never get all of them done. So it's nice to know that I'm not the only one. Uh, yeah
1: and it's something it's something i struggle with mentally like looking at that list you know but over time i'm trying to learn to accept that and instead focus on the things that you can get done from that list you know if you get eight out of 15 things done i mean you did eight things today that's a big thing you know but it's very easy to focus on all the things that you you couldn't get done and so that's something right now that i'm really focusing on mentally, is trying to highlight the things that you were able to accomplish instead of focusing on all the things that you couldn't get done.
0: Yeah, for sure. So speaking of um, mental mental challenges, shall we say, have you ever had any uh, barriers or um, any like, hit up against any, I don't know, resistance during this journey? Yeah, mentally or or logistically? We'll start with mental. I'm assuming logistic has to come with the territory.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, I think in both areas, there's always roadblocks, right? Um, <laughs> but, right. Right. That's that's just the nature of it, you know. You have to be able to roll roll with the punches, but I think mentally, yes, it can get. Um, Exhausting. I think I'm I'm living out the dream of what I've always wanted, um, but it's a lot harder than than 17 year old me thought it would be. You know, you're managing not just a business, mm-hmm. but people and emotions, and as a, a leader of a company that genuinely cares about our employees and wants this to be an incredible place to work, an incredible place to shop. Um, it's a lot of pressure to make it that way, you know. And so I think it's important to have compassion for yourself. Um, I definitely struggle with the guilt of when I'm not working, feeling guilty if, I, if, if I'm if i not. And that's something I'm working on right now because I think as entrepreneurs, we often feel like you need to be so on all the time um, and constantly just working and improving seven days a week, especially with the, the role model that my dad was for me. That's what he did for much of his life. but i'm trying to find that balance of where you can run a business successfully but not have it be your whole life and still take time for yourself and it's something i've honestly been exploring in in therapy is how how can you prioritize yourself and give yourself the grace because in order to be a good leader you need to be okay with yourself and where you're at mentally and if you are constantly running yourself into the ground and feeling like you're on the verge of breakdown then how is that going to feel to the rest of your team right and so i think it's really important and Mm -hmm. that's something that's helped me kind of get past this guilt is knowing that when i do take the time for myself it's not just for me, it's for the whole team so that we can all have an uplifting, inspiring environment where we all feel good. And I've seen it really trickle down. I mean, now I see our employees when they get stressed out They'll go run to the gym for an hour and then finish up whatever they have to do or take the midday walk um, just to get out of the office or start going to therapy, whatever it is, trying to encourage that that behavior because you can't be at your best if you're constantly going at 110% all the time and either you're going to take a break or eventually your body is going to make you take a break and not give you a choice by making you sick or something like that. so how can you recognize when you're in need of rest or, or self-care yourself before it actually gets to that point?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. And uh, just wait until you become a mother and add mm-hmm. that whole layer onto it. It's fun. The guilt is fun. Oh, it's joy. It's like a forever life, I think, thing you work through. And you just learn how to deal with it. I don't, I hate to say deal. You learn how to eliminate that feeling in ways. A lot of self-talk. I feel like you have to do a lot of self-talk. Like, I don't know. You are important too, right? And your mental health is important.
1: Yeah. Self-talk is something I've, been recently experimenting with just in terms of when I have big speaking engagements coming up or things that I'm nervous for, really looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you've got this, you're going to crush it, you are capable, you're worthy, you know, and kind of speaking to some of those feelings or concerns in your head um, and telling yourself those aren't true.
0: So I am super excited. If you were to give someone if somebody's launching a product shall we say it could be clothes it could be shoes it could be facial skincare shampoo whatever it is makeup um everyone loves the makeup on tiktok uh so if you if you were to give a founder two pieces of advice what would you give them
1: I think that when you're first starting off, it can be really scary. Um, There's a lot of risk. You're doing something outside of the ordinary and probably outside of what all of your friends and colleagues have done in the past, right? You're taking a different path. And I think the first piece of advice I would give is that if you feel scared of this next step, then you're probably doing something right because all of the best things happen when you step outside your comfort zone and you could go to that 9 to 5 and work it and you would be fine. You'd make your money. Um, you'd be happy or sad. Depends on the day. But to really do something spectacular and make something that's your own, it's scary. I mean, I'm scared of opening this new store but I'm excited and I know that if you build it, they will come um, especially when you build a community and treat people um, The way that you would want to be treated i think being scared Mm -hmm. and doing it anyways is like my biggest takeaway and it's something i still have to remind myself when we're we're taking these big steps or trying out crazy ideas um for example i remember uh we had the idea to open up the store at midnight on black friday because everybody started their sales at like 5 a.m first of all we're a bunch of teenagers we don't want to wake up and work at 5 a.m but (laughs) all the young people after Thanksgiving dinner sitting around like, okay, now what, you know, and so there was nowhere that you could go. And so we decided, why not? We'll open the store at midnight to rock and rags after dark. And I remember I was scared to even advertise it. I'm like, this is so crazy. No one is going to show up to this. Not to mention we're in Chicago. It's 20 degrees outside. Uh, But we tried it. And sure enough, by 11 o'clock that night, we had a line down the street, and by midnight, it was like to the end of the block around the corner of people waiting oh my to gosh. shop the Black Friday sale at midnight, you know? But if I would have been to let that fear get the best of me, which I really, I almost did. I almost canceled yeah. it and was like, I'm not even going to announce it because I was scared. Um, but people showed up and I always have to remind myself that when we try new and crazy ideas is one, it's okay to fail, but two, you'll never know if you don't try. Um, and so that's just like one example of how I've seen that fear, like come to life and create something so amazing and beautiful. And now we do it every year and we've done more in-person events like that. Um, so I think first piece of advice is that, and then the second piece of advice is to keep going. I think that it can feel really frustrating when you're putting in work day after day after day, night after night, especially if you're working a full-time job and starting this as your side hustle. You're like, all right, I've put all of this time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears into this, and nothing has really happened yet. But what I learned is that all of those nights and weekends and extra hours you're putting in above and beyond your peers are going to compound and add up, and eventually, in time, you're gonna break through. And it reminds me of this this rule, I think it's by James Clear, and it's like, if you get 1% better every single day for a year, then by the end of the year, you're 37 times better. And so what happens when you do that for four, five, six, seven years, you're going to be successful. It's just having that grit to know Mm -hmm. that when no one else is watching you, when there's no outside validation um, or there's not the likes, the following, the growth that you want to see, knowing in yourself that you need to keep going because it will
0: eventually make a difference. That's great advice. That is awesome advice. And I am just, you're like a breath of fresh air, not only from like the story of the family story, like I think that's a really fun and inspirational, impactful story, but that you've grown and you've taken this song and at such a young age and you work with your brother and you're doing all of it, right? But you're also building a community along the way and you have a following and it's important like you recognize it it's not by chance it's by purpose and you're purposeful in your message as well as in your clothing and um your brand and so I think that's super cool I just want you to know that it uh it shines through like all of those components and you're genuineness shines through your brand and your story and i think that is very unique Thank
1: so, you so i much. think it's
0: fantastic yeah you're welcome and okay so we have some exciting stuff to announce and we're going to include this information but new store opening in lincoln park in chicago on june what day so tentatively june
1: 3rd we'll know for sure when construction is finalized but it will definitely be the beginning of june it'll be at 2042 north halstead and lincoln park um so we're really excited it is a a leap Damn. of faith for us but this is our first store we've actually been able to build out and really put our 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 full heart and soul into because um, we've had a little bit more budget than our first store. And so I just cannot wait for any listeners here who may be in Chicago or be visiting to come see it. Cause I think it's going to be something really
0: special. Yes. So check out the new store it just opened. It will be opening wherever we are. I'll make sure that we get the right editing in this part so it's either before or after so june 3rd big weekend they're gonna have some special special cool fun things um for everyone it'll be a great experience and you can get some cool clothes i'm sure that they're gonna have some great sales too grand opening sales so everyone check them out also you know where it's at follow them on tiktok and instagram that's their mojo so yeah. So on TikTok,
1: it's Rock and Rags, um, kind of like rock and roll. R O C K N R A D S. Yeah. And then on Instagram, it is Shop Rock and Rags. Um, so yeah, follow us on I'll both. See. Check Shop out rockin some of the Rocks. content that we're putting out there, and feel free to get ideas from it. If you are starting your own business, um, look at what's worked for us and think how can you adapt it for your own business.
0: Yeah, and we're going to include their links below and also will include some details about the uh, new store location. So they still have their original store location. You can also shop online. You can go to their Instagram. You can go to their TikTok and you can go visit their new store. And if you're out of town from out of town and you're going to Chicago uh, on a trip this summer, stop in. They would love to chat with you and help you get a new outfit. So you can look amazing.
1: Absolutely. And if you're not from Chicago, visit us on shoprockandrags.com.
0: So thank you so much for spending some time with me. It was fantastic speaking with you. And I could talk to you for hours, just picking your brain and um, talking about all these different topics, but would love to maybe I'll invite you back um, maybe in a year so we can hear about the uh extensive growth that you've had and how the new store's going and all that fun stuff so thanks for sharing your tips and advice and uh we appreciate you and how can we help you by the way how can we help if you're listening to this, um, check out
1: the website, check out the socials, see what you think. And if you were inspired by this story, um, feel free to reach out to me. I think my goal in life is to inspire other people and give other people the confidence to achieve their dreams, whether it be career or otherwise. And so I'm so grateful for you giving me a platform to, to do that, and hopefully we can continue to, to partner
0: together to do that in the future. Cool. All right. Well, keep us posted. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for your time. And uh, we're super excited for you. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, subscribe to our channel, The Wild Feather. If you want to learn more about our guests or their products and companies, you can visit our website at thewildfeatherpodcast.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter to receive info on our upcoming episodes. Follow us on social media to get the latest deets. We're on all of them, so pick your favorite and follow us. And if you're a founder and need funding or accelerator info or business resources, you can go to our website, thewildfeatherpodcast.com, and find some valuable information and resources there. No matter if you're a founder, your investor, or what your path is, just remember you were born with wings.